episode 105 the inside jogging podcast big weeks always to cover with the news from the inaugural world running road champs in riga alongside the usual segments such as our training week recaps and a listener question or two we might have a special guest popping along in about 35 minutes or so or we might not so yeah you may look forward to that or you might not if not they'll be here next week but before all of that in a week where europe brought home the Ryder cup and a fired-up Rory McIlroy claimed he felt disrespected after a spat with a US caddy. Let me welcome to the show a man whose insights reports tell us he's also a fiery character, and I can say for certain that he's been disrespected by most in the running community. How's your week been, Josh? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Just got back from a, from a um, little progression run. So starting to... The sessions have started to sort of differ a little bit from the last few weeks, so... Quite nice. So there's plenty of interaction about your insights report last week. A lot of people um, wanting to work for you, weirdly. I mean, who wouldn't? Well, I was quite impressed. My bulk was, I didn't even realise the episode was live and you commented on my strive about it. Yeah, instant. Must hit their, hit their inboxes and they're on it straight away. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, let me welcome my other co this evening who, as per usual on a on a Tuesday evening when we record is in the middle of eating. Um, so his training for Malaga so far has been much like Scotty Scheffler's performance in the Ryder Cup, a rough ride that ended in tears after some painful performances. Has this week gone any better, Shano? Like looking into the future. Um, this week has gone better. Yeah, but I think sure we'll, sweet, we'll, we'll talk about the long run and see if that was a painful experience again shortly um as you're still having your your tea why don't you go for it the week through first joshua can't get the words out yeah um what was the date on monday i can tell right here we go so as i mentioned i think as we started last tuesday um 21 weeks out from seville now so the the sort of phasing of the chain is a little bit different as it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it'll be sort of building up the Tuesday, Thursday, probably Saturday um, sessions, um, but dropping the intensity. So like, oh, I mean, I'll, you'll see as, as I go through really, but there is the in- introduction of some recovery runs back. So starting on that Monday night, eight miles, six thirty-eight, And, it's weird because when you when I haven't done really recovery runs in a little while, it's quite weird going out and just jogging. So um, yeah, it was, I mean, pretty consistent sort of uh, all around sort of six thirty five. So yeah, felt felt right. Um, first thing I do straight into a tights and a not a jacket but a long sleeve that helps. Um, it's, not, it's not been overly cold, I'd say, in the last week. <laughs> Been quite huge, no. yeah, but discipline, isn't it? Gotta get build it in now. Um, and then did my classic, but I thought, oh, fuck, I haven't biked yet, so I ran in the evening, 
and then walked to the gym, jumped on the spin bike. So half seven, jobby in the gym and then I did my foot drills actually there as well. Then well, one thing actually I do find when I'm in the gym on the spin bike, I find it really hard to actually put any sort of intensity. So I kind of do try and make myself look at the watts on the bike. Um, Cause it, on the spin bike, it does have wat- uh, wattage. I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, I definitely don't go as hard as I do at home. I can probably say with some confidence that you spend that whole period on your phone. Yeah, most of it. <laughs> to be honest. Um, and then Tuesday, so I I actually had similar tonight. It was um, a 40-minute progression run, split into blocks of 10. And I had three mile warm up, three mile warm down. And when I first saw the paces, I actually messaged Rob and I said to him, I was I said basically, are these paces for me tonight? Are they right? I thought he had sent me the girls because I thought I can't. That's just, that seems too easy. <laughs> um, Be careful with that. Those girls are, are probably well, they're faster than you now. So yeah, well, yeah, that's very true. Um, he, he liked that comment. So it was three mile warm up, then ten minutes at five fifty five, ten at five fifty, then five forty five, then five forty. And if you're if you're on a computer and you can probably see what the what I actually ran. Probably not too dissimilar to that, to be honest. Um, so I just went up up the TAF and down the TAF. And I thought, oh, at that pace, I'm certainly, well, certainly not wearing carbon shoes. I didn't even really want to wear a peg turbo, so I just did it in Vomero's. So you I did thought, right. uh, 10 minutes, 5.51s, 10 minutes, 5.47s, 10 minutes, 5.42s, 10 minutes, 5.33s. Discipline. Yeah. The, the last one, I was like, oh, like... It's not like I'll oh, smash it, but you're kind of done. So I'm just like, well, I'll just keep running whatever feels. It's quite, I find it quite hard to differentiate five seconds a mile over 10 minutes. It's not much. Like I did it tonight and I felt like I was running the same intensity the whole way around. I was probably just warmed up. Yeah, especially but, when when you're progressing to a pace which isn't like top end. It's, yeah, exactly. You go to, to like step into it and you go far too quickly. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> I've got a question. So, yeah, is your elevation accurate on this? I don't know. Let me. Um, you're just going up the taff. Aren't I'm you? looking. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the taff is gradually uphill and then gradually downhill coming back. Oh, okay, so I don't. I don't know if it is accurate or not. But that first um, ten minutes at forty-four uphill and the last ten minutes at thirty-four down that kind of makes it even harder to differentiate, doesn't it? Yeah, that seems probably inaccurate. I would say that's probably a little bit. Uh, the ones in the middle are probably more accurate. I can't think of anywhere where it's sixty-four. It does go through the trees, so it could be that. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, fell away. I think that's probably the, why the last one was faster as well, because it actually was a bit more comfortable at that pace. Um. So yeah, that was Tuesday, Wednesday morning, or Wednesday lunchtime, I should say. Jumped on Zwift. I was at home. Um, it's just a thirty minutes. So my my double. It's not a run yet. It's still a bike. I'm doing that on uh, on Monday and Wednesday. Um, and then run in the evening. I had eight miles uh, recovery. So did um, six twenty eights and jumped in with Sam for that. And this was the one which was uh, brought a lot of attention on on the work front. So yeah, Mike. Mike. I was. I was say, I might be butchering his name, and I'm sure he'll tell us. But I'm saying Bauker, Boucher, Boucher, maybe. Um, he's also a, 
French. Maybe he's Boucher. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure he'll tell us. And then uh, Gary Cousins was keen on uh, which qualification I'm doing. Maybe um, it's Cousins. <laughs> that would I'm probably more confident on. <laughs> um, but yeah, just did that did that with um with Sam. So yeah, to be fair, I've been running quite a, quite a bit with Sam on uh, Monday and Wednesdays. Quite good. Then Thursday evening, this was a a classic Josh moment. So it was I don't know what it was like where you boys were, but I had three mile warm up, three mile warm down, and forty minutes steady. So it was about five forty pace, and it was absolutely pissing it down. And I really, really needed a wee. And I was going around the butte and I was like, oh, yeah, it has to be done, doesn't it? I was like, I don't really want to stop. So I just pissed myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> so one of them ones where I was like, this was probably one of the worst ones, actually, because I could feel it going down my leg into my shoe. Why, <laughs> why didn't you just stop? I, I was really, really, really keen not to stop during it. Um, it's just a uh-huh. bad habit I keep getting into. So I was like, ah, oh, you're, you're going to get to the point where you're just like happy to be out on a walk somewhere and you just gonna... Yeah, that's the danger. <laughs> it's what, it's what's, what's, what level you're comfortable with. I can't do it on an easy run. But yeah, so that was, uh, again, Aaron, you've probably got the actual block itself. And But when I did this, I did three-mile warm-up and then I did do like three or four strides because I didn't really want to just cut straight into five forces because I felt a little bit crappy to be honest. Um, and I did I did this one in peg turbos. Um, I've got them here. Bear with me. Go on. Forty minutes, five eight fours. There, yeah, not a million miles away. Um, and then Friday morning, treated myself seven twenty a.m. I ran with uh, Ed. I've been running with it again a fair bit recently and he's a bit keen to run a bit steadier and one mile in I did not feel like I wanted to steady run so <laughs> he was two-stepping me a little bit um hence the description dropped by Ed but I felt right once I got going and again this was another tracksuit jobby and it's quite funny because he turned up in a vest and shorts and it wasn't warm at 720 um so yeah that was eight miles eight uh 631s then Saturday, um, did 10 miles. So I got onto the hilly loop near my house. Um, and basically, the aim for these is kind of 10 miles and trying to get about a thousand feet elevation in. Um, and I had decent effort, but nothing crazy and like not a jog. Um, I did this with Dan last year on a kind of similar loop, but we probably, I think we did it a different way. Um, and I ran a fair bit. We ran like 20 seconds a mile quicker, but I think I was probably quite fit then um so the i mean i was i was running a decent effort i wasn't running flat out by any means but i certainly wasn't jogging um so yeah 1030 feet elevation in 10 miles and the average pace was 558 uh, but like you can see the first the first two miles are pretty grim on that sort of to start so like first first two miles you're doing 280 feet elevation so what's that like is that um, is that pretty hard? Out the door, yeah. My my foot doesn't love it, and my Achilles doesn't love it. But like, I that's why I didn't push it that hard as well. I was I tried to be sort of pretty reasonably sensible on the hills. I was kind of just pushing the hills, and I was actually backing off quite a lot on the downhills. 
And some of them are reasonably, depending on which way, which one, there's basically three hills on this loop, depending on which way you go up and down them. Uh, one of them is a little bit longer, which is a bit of a drag. If you're looking on the map, the one on the left, the one in the middle is probably the shortest but steepest. And the one on the right is probably the most gradual. Um, and then there's one actually on the top, I'd say four hills. The one on the top is really vicious. Um, so if you're going right to left, it's really, really steep, actually. Um, so the, the top left corner is like the highest point. So you, if you get to there, you're basically, that's the way I started. You've basically been running uphill for two miles straight. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's pretty pretty tricky, uh, but it's it's a nice way of running a decent effort because it just completely breaks up and you don't have to worry about the pace at all. Like you can just focus on how hard you want to run. So yeah, that was that. And then Sunday, um, I ran with Ed and David Jones. Um, so it was Cardiff half on uh, Sunday morning. So we ran out just a, not too early actually. It was about quarter past eight, twenty past eight. Um, so we basically just managed to run on the road whilst they closed them. So that was quite good. Um, so Ed did a little bit less. So did David, actually. Um, I went to 18, and 6.26 average. So, yeah, that's my week. So that's the longest run I've done in a little while, actually. It's slower than normal as well. Yeah, it was. It, we started quite slow. Um, so I actually bumped into Jake and Tom uh, Baird at the start. So, um, yeah, we. I mean, we, we eased into it, to be fair. Um, but, yeah. So that's my week. I think that was a week of I want to say seven, eight. Just on, yes, I was going to say just under eighty. I know that because I've done you by the second decimal point this week. Good. Um, I've actually just heard from our guests. You will be joining in ten minutes, so we'll get through Shane's week and then I'll I'll bring her in. Um, Shane, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, <clears throat> Monday did ten point four three miles. An hour 15, actually an hour 16. Um, I have no comments on this run, so might have even not happened. Um, but that's what I did. Tuesday I did a session up the track. Um and so so we we did we had a good group for this one lined up. It was uh it was, it was a Bowser sesh. We had 12 by a K off um 200 jog. Now the the idea was we were going to do um, start at three tens and sort of progress them. So guess what happened? We did not start three tens. The only three ten we did was the second rep, which was the one I took because I'm a stubborn bastard and I like running slow. Um, which it was a good session, but it was um, the heavens opened just when we we're about to start, so we were hiding under the pole vault cover for a little bit. Then um, it was proper, a lot of rain. And then it was really, well, I found it really hot. I was sweating a lot. Um, but I did 308, 310, 08, 06, 07, 08, 07, 07. And I pick, wanted to pick up my last falls to, uh, so I'd pick them up to 303s. Now, if I'm being completely honest, six reps in, I was hanging. I did not feel good at all. Um, I was just sweating buckets. It just felt hard. So those last four were very, very difficult. And on the last one, um, the other lads did like 255 on the penultimate one. So I was like dropped and I was I was going as fast as I physically could. Um, so the last one, they slowed back down again. But I kind of wanted to keep working hard. My, my aim was to work 
hard for the last four because I must admit how I train, I don't work hard all that often. Um, and I do need to man up a little bit sometimes and and uh, take an opportunity and just put a shift in. So I was just hanging on to, to Tom and Matt on those last four reps and obviously wanted to keep pushing it. Um, there was some suspect pacemaking from Will. Every time Will uh, took a rep, he would be 10 metres off the front, like running 72s, uh, when we're trying to be running 310s. So no one really followed. So you can lay into him for a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, it was nice to actually have a, have a, a group again. But I was just mardy at the start because we've got a marathon coming up. We had a good group. We've got a very good tarmac cycle track. So where did we do the session? On the athletics track. So uh, my knee was a bit sore towards the end as well. But I did get an opportunity to use track mode on Garmin, um, which is also quite funny because Tom's got his new Garmin watch. And for weeks, he's been like, can we go on the track? We're like, no. Can we go on the track? No, because he just wanted to use his track mode. So I used it as well. And afterwards, I was like, oh, Tom, this is pretty good. How? What are you? What do you reckon? He's like, oh, shit, I didn't use track mode. <laughs> so he still hasn't used it. But anyway, I was quite What, what did you think of it? I was going to say, I've, I've used it before. I think it's really, really good. I thought it was good. And actually, it, I didn't notice and probably until like rep seven. that I looked down at the watch and it obviously goes up in like t- every 10 meters, doesn't it? And every yeah. time I was at like 400 or 500 or 600, it was bang on. And it... And it worked out the average pace pretty good as well. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Only every time I did look down at my watch, I kept tripping up the curb. So I think I need to work on my balance. Um, what well, one thing and, on on that Shane? Yeah. What I don't understand is if they can do it on track mode, why can't they just use the same logic in normal mode? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Or or what I don't understand is like if you do a like Aaron a a lap of something all the time. Why can't you just be like, this lap is this distance? Nice. And see if, like, I don't know, it can repeat it. Surely the technology is there. You think so, yeah. Anyway, maybe in the future. Um, but on that last one, I I think we went slow through first 400. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to push it on because I want to keep trying to work in hard. And in the final straight, I felt a little bit sick. And I literally like balked a little bit. I was like, oh no. As soon as I finished, I threw up. And I've never thrown up doing K's that slow before. So I was a little bit like, am I that out of shape? I think it turns out I was probably a little bit ill. Um, maybe with a tiredness from the weekend I'd had before or something, I don't know. But the next morning I woke up with quite a sore throat and I felt quite rough. Um and in the evening I did or sort of I can't remember what time now, but probably late afternoon, evening. Um, I did run with Ronnie uh, through the woods and I was going to do 10 miles, but I had to cut it short to eight because my knee was quite sore. It kept my, my knee ever since last Tuesday has been doing the same clicking and crunching that ha- what happened back in March or February, whenever it was, when my knee, no, I think it was March, when I actually got my knee pain in the first place. So I'm a Shane, little... this sounds identical to my year. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. So I am a little bit like on edge. Um, and I must admit, even running tonight, it was still a bit crunchy. So it doesn't hurt. It's just like the tendons and the patella is extremely like restricted or tight. 
Um, and I have been sitting more at work as well. So I don't think the, the track session was a smart idea. Um, so I will probably avoid that. Um, but yeah, I was also like, oh, for God's sake, I'm getting ill now. And I really can't afford to take any more weekends off or miss any long runs. So I was kind of like all week, just, I think I need to run. I need to try and get the volume in, but I didn't do any intensity after that. So, um, on Thursday, I had my car at the garage. So I dropped my car off, ran home seven miles, felt awful, uh, sore throat still. In the evening, I ran to get my car. I did feel better, to be fair, in the evening. Friday, um, I didn't have a sore throat, but sort of my nose was a bit blocked and I had a, just felt a bit blocky. But uh, again, I ran with the lads. I did 10 and a bit miles at 7.26 pace. Um, nice and slow. Saturday in the morning, we our group we coach on a Thursday. Um, quite a lot of them did part run, so I woke up for part run, but I woke up late and I felt horrendous. And when I got there and I was watching, I honestly thought I was going to be sick. So I've, I, it was the worst day I'd felt. I was like, oh no, maybe I'm getting worse. I think I just felt sick because I got up too late. If I'm honest, um, so uh, I didn't run until the evening. I put it off all day and it rained the whole time like the whole run it was if i was josh i would have pissed myself but you know i can't do that so i had to stop and, and have a weird a tree josh it is a talent it obviously. is a talent I, I don't know how you get the blood flow for it mine's going elsewhere um so it, it, this was one of those runs where i was really 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 disappointed in myself for choosing running as a sport it it i was just like why like i was cold i was like i'm probably gonna get more ill from this i'm probably doing the wrong thing by going for a run like i was just absolutely dripping i was getting chafing on my neck from a coat i was just like oh, this is awful but i got seven and 7.4 miles done so i was happy about that and actually to my delight, I woke up on Sunday morning and I actually felt okay. I didn't feel too bad. So, did a long run with uh, Ronnie and Matt. And in total, I did two hours 15. I wanted to run a little bit quicker than what we did, but uh, Ronnie never wants to run fast on a Sunday morning. And um, I don't think Matt fancied it either. So, we so I think we started outside sevens and maybe picked up to sort of six fifteens by the end. I wanted to practice taking some energy gels. So obviously you two are experienced with this. Um, I have none. Um, so I've got some SIS beta fuel gels. Have you two come across those? No, but you say we're experienced. Josh can't take gels because he... I was going to say, I experienced, but I poor at it. And <laughs> the experience that I've seen of SIS beta fuel is... Ben Heron and he's puked both times he's used them. So not... I, I think they've got a lot of carbs in actually. But yeah, I mean, I think they're it's the same as the Morton stuff. I, I yeah. think the advantage you have with SIS is it's got flavor in it. So if you do struggle to take it a little bit, at least it's slightly well, more well, enjoyable. I bought, I bought the Apple ones because they were like the cheapest on Amazon. Um, and Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think that might have been a mistake um 
So they they do. So they have forty grams of caffeine in, and again, like the S, uh, like the Morton ones, it's um, it's it's like a a one to zero point eight ratio of like glucose to fructose, which is meant to be better for gastric emptying or something. To it's it's meant to be better for getting fuel that you need when you're racing. Um, so I took one at about fifty minutes, and uh, kind of joking to the lads, I was like, oh, um, I'll take an hour. Let's see if I need a shit. I instantly, as soon as I'd taken it, could feel it in my stomach. I was like, oh, I might actually need a shit. Um, luckily, I didn't, but it was it tasted horrible as well. Like, it was just disgusting. Um, I took an, and I struggled to get it in. I was like, I'm running like 6.30 pace and I can't take it in. How am I going to do this like a minute mile faster? So I do need to practice a lot more. Um, and then I took another one about an hour 35, I think. And to be fair, that went in much easier. It wasn't so bad. But the run felt okay. By 17 miles, I actually felt superb. I felt awesome. At 18 miles, I felt awful. At 19 miles, uh, I still didn't feel good. And at 20 miles, I felt great. So it was weird. But as soon as I stopped, maybe this was the gel air and like if Ben was sick. But I was like, I feel really sick. And I did I felt sick like all day afterwards. So I don't know whether it's because been a bit ill in the week anyway or whether it was just the gels but i'm gonna try them again and see how we get on um and i think if they i think they are good gels because there's 40 grams but of carbs but um i think i'd rather take like one of those or two of those an hour in the marathon if i can stomach it than like have to take anything else um this is where i suppose not getting drinks on a table like elites is a bit harder to navigate yeah exactly yeah um, we've, got, we've got some some planning to be done around that haven't we so yeah so um all in all i was actually really delighted with the week considering um i did 83.24 miles solid week uh 10 weeks to go as you say um onwards and upwards i've just gonna admit Efer into the chat. Um, I'll do my training week afterwards, so we'll see how this goes. Um, see if she's there. I've left her hanging for a while. So let me welcome to the show this evening, Efer Cleary. Hopefully, I've got that pronunciation of the first name correct. You can tell me otherwise. Efer uh, might not be a, a name you're too familiar with, but in winning the Dublin Half Marathon the weekend before last, where she was wearing a a nice little floral yellow jacket, pink headband and some, some nice headphones. She certainly made an impression. Um, so, yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us late this evening. How's things? Thank you for having me. Things are great. Very chilled, relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's hopefully the style we're going for. Um, we won't try and interrogate you too much, but <laughs> why don't we start with uh, Dublin, Dublin Half, which you, you won in. I think an hour and 18 minutes. I yeah. read an article that it, it came as a bit of a surprise. Yes. Why sure. Why was it a surprise? Was it just wildly quicker than you thought it was going to be? Yes. And also, I guess that I've never actually, this is my second race ever. Um, I'm like, as a, like, I'm 27 now and I've never been competitive. I only ever run... Like I've ran for years, um, but like really just for me, 
And then I started trying to like shave times off my own PB. Um, like I did my first half marathon like three years ago in COVID. It was like the the Dublin marathon, you know, virtual thing. Um, so I've never like competed against other people. And if anything, when I go out racing, I get really like turned off by um people staring over their shoulders at each other and even the crowds like I tend to slow down if people are like cheering in my face um so that was what the surprise was that I kind of went out and I thought Aoife it's just another long run do whatever you can hence why I was like in my earphones and my kit that I'd wear like on a Saturday um and then when you know yourself like I got the 10k mark and it was one of those days where I was like, and I had also done like a time trial on the treadmill the day before for the crack because I didn't really plan on going to the Dublin marathon or the half marathon. So I was re I was like, my legs are a bit tired. I don't think I should be doing this. But then I was like, oh, whatever, I'll run. I'd end up running anyway. Um, so that was why I was surprised because it was really unplanned. And then when I got the 10 and K mark, I was like, why does this pace feel fine? This is so fun. <laughs> I kept going. So, yeah, had my playlist on and. It was a big surprise. Yeah, it's always good when it when it feels feels nice and easy. So what time trial did you do the day before then? How far was so, that? Uh so it was 17k. I started running, it was on the treadmill, and I was like, I'm really like my legs are loving the pace today. So I kind of thought, oh, maybe I'll try do a 10 mile. Like how fast can I actually do a 10 mile on the treadmill today? Um so I just kind of went into it and yeah. Went as fast as I could. Yeah, I'm trying to refrain from any dad Dublin jokes, which me and Shane like to always say. So I won't, I won't go into any of those. What well, about Irish people? No, the biggest city in the world, isn't it, Dublin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, right. So let's go into training then a little bit. Um, yeah. as you say, it's it sounds like it's fairly unstructured. I th- I think I read you don't have a coach. So, so what does a typical week look like for you um recently it's been very like high mileage really I suppose I don't really like running for any less than like 50 minutes is kind of a number that I always put in I feel like it's like when it gets I don't get into flow if I go under that do you know like as in I really love just like getting into a rhythm with my feet um and I never really put I usually just put a a time goal on every day so um depending my energy when I wake up I'm quite an intuitive trainer so I'll like wake up and if I'm feeling tired I'll say we'll just go for like 50 today and see what happens um so I never really put anything on it and then like that Friday I suppose if I do start running and then I feel like I want to go fast today I'll just go fast and I'll be like okay today's going to be a tempo run and then um then if it's like an outdoor thing and I'm like oh I really want to see the sea today because some of the scenes around Dublin are fab um but you have to get up hills to get to them so I'll be like okay it's going to be a hills day because I feel like seeing the sea today um so my training to answer your question is quite unstructured as in there'd always be like two long runs a week um at least one tempo run um and then I love um I never really do like strict you know speed workouts but my idea of a speed workout would be that like my last 5k go as fast as you can or like you know that kind of thing fast finishes yeah that must be quite liberating to to not have any set plans I mean I've been, been doing it for so many years and you've got this almost 
pressure on you to do this thing that's written on a bit of paper um shane but that's why i want to like get on podcast because i'm like it's been it's so much pressure like what why why do it like if you wake up and you don't want to do this set workout because like you won't feel like you feel like doing a long run do the long run i don't why like it's your life what if you die this afternoon and you did you did a speed workout when you could have gone on a long run yeah josh will be happy if he dies doing under six minute mile i think (laughs) (laughs) um no to be fair yeah when i was reading the article like there's one thing that that struck me is i mean you've got me and aaron coach on this pod josh has always had a coach of some sorts and i think we all differentiate and I, i quite like the that taking it day by day by day thing um i think it's good to try and build that intuition as you put it um i personally like a mix of it sometimes you've got to crack on and, and do what's on the plan because you you're working towards a specific goal yeah um, you'd like to hope that your coach has put in something that is going to be geared towards that but then in the same notion uh, like as you say i think sometimes you wake up in your and you're not feeling it like don't don't put that pressure on um so like the question i've got for you is actually is this going to change anything are you going to are you going to change add in different components to think well actually i can keep improving my half marathon time and maybe do more races yes i think so i think that it's definitely given me um more self belief but that's kind of the main change. I don't think, I don't know if I'll ever like, if I'll, ha- I'll go and get a coach, but I think that what it has done for me is make, yeah, it's given me the self-belief that now in training sessions, like you said, I, I do agree, I, but I do think that maybe start your session. If you're feeling like, if you're feeling tired and not up for something, maybe start your session a bit slower, you know, extend your warm up because God knows if you're a runner and you're listening to this, you get 10 minutes in and your energy boosts like you know you you usually it's for me if it's a run that's over a couple of k like the first 2k can be a slog and you're like oh, i have no energy today and then you're 10 minutes in or something and you're like oh wait i i can do this do you know so i think that that yeah what it'll do is in my training for sure give me maybe more self belief to try harder workouts um because i definitely love for myself having a goal to like chip away those minutes and then every few months kind of go what because I did London landmarks in April my goal this year was to get like under one one an hour and 25 and then I did London landmarks and I got an hour and 21 and I was like what it was like first race I'd ever done (laughs) and then that's where I got that confidence so I was like oh I'm gonna get under 120 and then I did this and now I'm like I keep underestimating. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should do something different. Yeah, I suppose when you when you started the the Dublin half, did you go out like how do you judge your pace if you've got no pace goals? Do you just go completely on I'm gonna take this easy early on? Did you pick up or how did it go pace wise? I honestly just go off how my legs feel. Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? I think like as in I'll I I'm a, yeah, I go off feel. So I'll kind of start my legs will start moving and I'm watching someone's and I go, yeah, I can breathe e- easy at this while my legs still feel like they're moving fast. And then if yeah, and kind of just go off that 
um um I think that like you can do I I one thing I always you guys I don't know if any of you're into this but I started like meditating and breath work years ago and since I started that I've become like a tenfold better runner um because you just get so good at breathing and I think once you've nailed breathing and like you know getting into like being able to relax in in all in uncomfortable feelings you can run at fast paces and just breathe <laughs> and then it's fine because really that's the only thing that's going to stop you is if like you're out of breath do you know josh will definitely be doing that now he, he looks for anything that could possibly... I'll do it. yeah he'll be doing yeah, it. i'll do everything <laughs> yeah there you go breath work <laughs> do it meditation i've got another question yeah good um how many layers do you think you'll wear next race this is it like guys i actually do you know what what is it with singlets like what is it it's so intimidating i'm like standing at, at the at the start line it is cold it's dublin it's 8 a.m like and then there's all these men in like shorts that something's gonna fall out and like these tiny singlets and i'm like what why why do we all wear that stuff and also it is cold stop pretending it's not cold i don't understand although i do i was talking to a coach earlier this week and he was like do you know you could probably go faster though if your body didn't start heating up so much and i was like oh yeah and he's like i think that your pace could have been faster and i was like you see these are the little things that Mm. i should probably listen to (laughs) it's not just a floral coat which uh, is great it looks like the thick zip that you've got underneath it that's like it's like a josh tracksuit run that (laughs) Yeah, I that, get, that I, was the first thing I thought when I saw the photo yeah. and the headphones as well. I thought, and the most impressive thing about that is you can run probably quite hard, and because I would be pretty hot if I was running that sort of intensity. Yeah, you don't you don't look like you're overheating at all in the pictures anyway. Like I'd be no. dripping sweat certainly. I didn't feel like I was overheating either, which is a bit weird. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I'm sure you could like get some performance benefits from for maybe wearing something yeah a bit like a, a bit, bit more aerodynamic yeah but on the other mm. on the other hand these as you say a lot a lot of time men who who go to the start line like about 90 minutes before their marathon when it's about six degrees in a vest and shorts that's not going to help either so um so yeah there's a balance i think you could probably strike um let's just roll back a few years and sure. talk about how you got into the sport. I, Shane, just before you came on, was talking about um, he had one of those days where he potentially wished he'd never got into running. It was the wrong sport. Yeah, so how did you find your way into running? How did that journey look like? Um, so I grew up in Wicklow, which is like, for any UK listeners that don't know, it's like, the it's like it's basically the the kind of the state beside Dublin and it's the it's called the Garden of Ireland like that's the nickname for it because it's literally just mountains and green space so I grew up out here um and in school between kind of studying and stuff I was never as I said competitive but I I knew that like exercise was going to be like good for my head so I started with kind of like walk running this like loop this 8k loop from my house that was like it's up a mountain um 
so hence the walk run so I think that's when it started and I realized god it feels so good to like run actually a bit and like you know the freedom of it and seeing the scenes as well um and then I actually qualified as a PT in college while I was doing a business degree because I started getting really into like just the gym and training and moving um but then because I got into kind of the strength training and the gym bits running took a bit of a backseat and then it was only when I was kind of in final year college and I actually didn't have time to drive to the gym before I went to college I started running again and then COVID happened and I did that virtual half marathon um and I got the running bug again about three or four years ago and I for a while there like last year and everything I tried to keep up my strength training with the running almost this, like as in the same intensity so like the whole like actual two leg days a week plus like four runs plus it was a lot um but then I realized like running makes me so much happier than watching myself squat in a mirror so <laughs> I'm just gonna focus more on running as of like a year ago yeah definitely um and I suppose when did you when did you feel like you it was a sport that you were potentially good at and you know was it did you play other sports when you're growing up or was, was running being the only sort of competitive type I know you said you're not competitive but is it the only competitive type thing you've done yeah yeah uh I in school I did like I did like drama until I was about 13 and then I just went to I just did the gym during school and college it was all I did it was like exercise for me it was never um about like any competitive things or groups so it was definitely yeah, it's the only sport that I've actually gone and done competing in I'd be like I used to be like and it for me I think that it's taken this long because it was an insecurity thing like I felt way and I actually I only realized you asked when I realized I actually could be good at it like on this on the scale or fast like um, I remember I did this charity run it was 10k and I was like at the front with all the men and I would I hadn't got a smart watch or anything yet and then my mom was like Aoife you finished that like 40 minutes before me and she was like I'm getting you a Garmin so she got me one and then I joined a work running club and they were they were all runners like yourselves and I was like they were like you do like four minute and 20 k's and this is when I was like a beginner and they were like that's that's not the norm and I was like oh okay like I didn't know so that was like during that start of COVID when all run clubs became really virtual and everyone got hooked on Strava that was kind of when people started could see what I was doing before that like no one could see what I was doing and people in work started saying it to me they were like you're better than you think you are I think you need to start doing races and things and I was like oh okay (laughs) yeah I went down that route because I think there's a lot of um misconceptions around you have to be good at sort of endurance type sports when you're younger to be good at them yeah when you're an adult and and that's not necessarily true is it you know you've proved plenty of examples and as you say there's like this um intimidating nature of the sort of racing elite scene which which yeah there is there isn't barriers what people I think sometimes put up yeah Yeah. I think uh one person that like inspires me so much the past even few months is uh you know Kira D'Amato that like broke the American half record down in like 
the Gold Coast this summer and everything. She took like, she took something like 10 years off running um, had two kids, a full career, and then went back to it in her late 30s and started like breaking long distance records. Do you know, like, I think that people need to like hear stories and I'm glad I went to that run in like my most unprofessional gear because the photos like made like all my like local people and even people in work were like, what were you doing? You know, you're at a race. But I just think that like I want people to see that like you don't have to follow all the rules. You don't have to take yourself seriously to enjoy and get good at something. Yeah, I think that's it. There's a lot of people who put this like serious spin on what they're doing and they think everybody's watching them and it's so important but it's it's really not no <laughs> like, no you know and unless... also why do it if it's like life's so serious anyway like why would you why why run in your spare time it's your spare time like why do it if it like stresses you out or makes you like if it's so serious I don't know why we've all lost this like ability to just have fun with things and play with things like why can't we just be kids when we're running? Do you know, like, and go and, like, listen to your favourite music and go at whatever pace your legs are feeling and, like, have crack with it. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I My daughter's nearly three, and I ask her, like, do you want to come for a run with, with me? And she's like, no. Why would I do that? I'll do this instead. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's it's funny seeing it through kids' eyes. And, yeah, I think we, we do need to bring some fun back into it, definitely. Um, yeah. Just... You know, you have those big headphones on when you did Dublin. <laughs> what are you listening to on these runs? So my Finnish song was um, Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac, which was great. It came, I know it came on and it was the music. And I, guys, I've never won anything in my life. I didn't even win Egg and Spoon Race in school. I can't do it. I've never won. And I saw this ribbon and I was like, that's for me to break I was like oh my god and then that music you know the like twinkly music <laughs> sort of everywhere came on <laughs> so it was that and then it's like I love good stuff with feel good lyrics especially if it's a sunny day so anything like I had I had Lizzo I had Jay-Z I had One Republic uh, like I ain't worried because it was you know sunny and it's a sunny day song so it was just like anything anything that has like happy lyrics in it <laughs> Yeah. So you didn't switch to an episode of us to listen to us moan while you were you were running. No, sorry guys. Erin, <laughs> yeah. um, cool. does that mean are we gonna have to make a playlist for when we do our marathon? Yeah, potentially. We'll get fun because it's probably better than my my selection. <laughs> yeah. My, Very my cheesy, Cyrus. but like you'll smile, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't think Miley Cyrus and Repeat's gonna do it for Shane. Um <laughs> so I mean, what's what's in store for the future? Like, are you going to just carry on how you've been approaching it? Mm. I, I don't think you you probably shouldn't really take it more serious in, in a way that no. typically people I... think it's serious. But, but you've obviously got a talent for it. So I think you should definitely try and keep improving, but in a way that works for you. Yeah, I think that I'm going to get, I'm going to keep a goal always in mind. I think that that's like important for everyone, like have a goal. But like me and my friend today, were talking about intrinsic motivation and make sure that whatever goal you set, 
you can self-motivate yourself to train for it every day. It's not, it's not for external validation and it's not so that you can appear on a screen or that you can put it on your Instagram. Like it should be totally because you know, you will feel insane if that happens. So I think that's what my future is that I'm going to keep setting these goals, like chip minutes off or do different things. And I'm definitely going to use, there's been people that have reached out to me that have years of experience. So I'll definitely tap into some like good knowledge <laughs> and try to like learn lots and do things a little bit better. But um, en route to all of those goals and things that I want to do for me, um, I'm definitely going to keep the Phoebe Buffet running around Central Park <laughs> energy in me when I go out. <laughs> I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned it on a previous episode of the pod, but I remember I was reading something a few months back and it was a ultra runner over in the States and she was clearly had a talent and did a little bit what you did, did what she felt like every day, uh, ran where she wanted to run, entered a race, won it. It's like, oh, I'm good at this. Got herself a coach and got worse. Um, that's no not way. Not good to sell what me and Erin does uh, do, but it's more, um, I think, because she took away that fun. It went from yeah. something that really complemented her life into a stressor. Like yeah. she couldn't like break focus or she couldn't uh, separate the focus from the fun, if that makes sense. Um, and I think you always have to look at y- yourself as a runner, like what what does motivate you? Obviously, us three are all motivated by performance. But so we're going to have days, I suppose, that we don't enjoy running. As I said to Aaron, that for me was on Saturday when I ran in the rain and I was miserable about it. Um, But I personally, I find enjoyment in that one performance that does go well. Like, actually, it was all worth it. Um, I've got, you know, friends from from Lincoln who have, um, where I'm from, who have, done similar they've just had a talent clearly and they've just like done something some have worked with a coach and made huge huge improvements um some one was a uh, he was a previous triathlete that was not a jordan skelly and he through for three or four years just did what he felt like on the morning similar to you yeah. what do i feel like today i feel like running fast i'm going to do that and he got very good through that and then he's then got a coach and got even better if that makes sense so I think like all of these people seem to keep the thing that drives them still, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. I actually was DMing, this isn't a name drop, but yesterday, um, Sonia Sullivan wrote to me um, and I nearly died. Um, so she's like, I don't know if anyone knows her, but she, well, she's, anyway, she's Irish. Yeah, anyway, road In Um but she she yeah she wrote to me and said because I was saying I was like would you be a mentor actually for me like even for a phone call like I'd love to bounce ideas off you and she said the same thing you said where she was like you know sometimes having a coach actually isn't the answer and for some people it actually takes the joy out of why they're doing it and then makes them worse because I know you know Camille Heron like the ultra champion of the world she I've heard her like saying she doesn't she makes her own ideas like she'll wake up and kind of go I'm just gonna run and see what happens like loads of days so if she can do it <laughs> yeah obviously Sonia's um uh, well Nick she's married to Nick Badeau isn't she um is that right is she? Australia? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Well, she's connected to Sinead's um, diver as well, isn't she? So, yeah, obviously, you know, comes to the sport late and ran phenomenally well. But I think it's all about aligning yourself with somebody who's who's matched. You know, if that's a coach or someone to bounce off, they've got to be matched to your style. Like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't be misaligned. But anyway, um, there's one last question I do want to ask you because Shane's last question I think went on for about 20 minutes so (laughs) one small one and it might be difficult for you to answer because you're so positive um what's I think you mentioned one thing earlier but there might be enough what's one thing about running that just gets on your nerves just a little bit and that you can rant about I love a rant and I know you know what so I'm a morning runner and the one thing that like really annoys me is just like how much you have to consider what you put in your tummy the night before before a run. That's what annoys me about running is that like there isn't like say with cycling, I had to cycle last year loads because I was injured and like it was fine if you had like a big meal 20 minutes before a cycle. Whereas a running like that's what annoys me about running. It's like if I have to get up early tomorrow morning or I want to get up and I have to get it done at 7am, you're not going to be able to have a dinner at like 10 p.m. and think we're going to feel great because we're not. So that's what annoys me about running is like you just have to be mindful about what's in your stomach. Like today, even I had a coffee just before running and heartburn, you know, like I got like those icky burps and it was just like it's stomach acid. Yes, acid. That's it. And I, I was just like, oh, yeah. So that's, that's the only thing about running is like the bopping around. You have to be. <laughs> No, that's a good one. Definitely a good one. So where are we going to see you next? Is there a race you've got on the horizon? I really want to, I love scenes. So like I never want to do like the same race twice um, because that's so boring. So I would love, I really want to do one in Spain. I was thinking the Seville half in January would be really fun. Um, Or the Lanzarote half in December, but that's very close. I'd actually just love to get to a sunny country to go in winter to go well, run. We're all going out to Malaga in December. So Malaga half. In Fun. Yeah, we're doing Malaga marathon, but it's there's a half the same day on December what? the 10th. Is that right? Something around there. Um, oh my God, that's fabulous timing. Okay, maybe okay. I'll do that one. You see, and right if, you, if, you, if you keep improving at this rate, you can pace us around as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly. I've seen your time. It scares me. I was literally just like on your Instagrams before the podcast being like, they're a what marathoner? <laughs> I'm, I'm a 259 man. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Yeah. But yeah, so actually Malaga sounds great. I'd do that. Yeah, I've sorted you out. Well, you yeah, thanks. something. Thanks. Yeah. No, no thanks for spending half an hour chatting to us and we'll we'll definitely keep an eye out for your your results in the future and yeah hopefully have you back on here in a few years and see those times even further down so so yeah thanks for thanks back to us thank you for the chats and if you need any uh part our playlist recommendations for that marathon hit me up yeah yeah we'll, we'll get you to add to our spotify list <laughs> fun sounds good cool. all right <laughs> thanks a lot all right, night, guys. See you, bye. 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 Let's yeah, let's go into Strava leaderboard then. Josh, have you got it open? Um, bear with me. I can have it. Are you not going to run for your week, Aaron? Oh yeah, got to run for my <laughs> oh, week. <yeah. laughs> <laughs>
right. <laughs> Good point, Shane. Thanks, Shane. You can run the show in the future. Um, right, this is it's hard now. I'm doing some running. So Monday, Monday kicked off. I did a session on Monday actually. So went down to the cricket pitch, just did twenty minute warm up, and then session on paper that I set um, was two k. Um, 400, very easy recovery. Then six by 800s off 90 second float kind of thing. So, yeah, that's the aim. I did it as laps of the cricket pitch. So I did five laps, then six by two laps off a lap float. And, and yeah, I mean, the first 2K or first bit felt a bit sluggish. I think around at 6.15-ish felt a bit, sluggish but then the the two laps were 228 29 28 28 27 27 so nice and consistent the splits in between were 134 132 132 132 133 and then i i nailed it for 128 by the looks of it um so so yeah consistency wise pretty happy with that and it's a little to be fair for the effort i was putting in it's a little bit quicker than i thought i'd be running so it was just kind of a, I wanted to do a bit of a turnover session in the week, but also do a bigger session and do a big long run. So I thought I need to get this in on Monday. So that's why I did Monday. Um, two mile cool down. Then Tuesday, I dropped Eliza off at the nursery and I only had half an hour to run before the meeting. So I did. 31 minutes 34 four and a half miles just out and back from the nursery seven minute miling felt okay pretty good to be honest and then i got very busy at work so i couldn't run 20 couldn't run in the evening and then wednesday I had the day off because we recorded is that right wednesday yes i feel like we did record on over tuesday wednesday evening and must be tuesday evening that's why i didn't run tuesday evening the wednesday evening i just i just had one of those days at work where i just never got out so got into thursday and the session i had planned was two by two by four and a half miles off a mile float so four and a half miles at marathon effort mile float probably 40 seconds per mile slower that was the plan um as the boys had mentioned it was windy wet so i jumped on the treadmill and i did i think it was a 5k warm-up 21 minutes and went into 50 i did 55 minutes straight in the end at i want to say 525 pace and that's to be honest is goal is 222 marathon pace so it's goal marathon pace and look it didn't feel easy but at the same time i got through it and i got just over 10 miles or about 10 point i think it was like 16.2k or something done at that that effort and i was i was pleased about that and then i remembered last year in march when i'd been on a bit of a comeback i'd done a 25k tempo on the treadmill 
And in my head, I thought I ran that at 5.15s, 5.20s. Went and looked on Strava, as you do, and it was 5.08s. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got some <laughs> weight to go here. So, I mean, it was was pretty humid in there. But anyway, 21 minutes cool down, 16 miles, six-minute mile in. First evening complete. Um, Friday, got out in the morning, was going to do 10 miles, but it turned out into a, a longer loop, and it's 11, 11 miles, 703s. Put on, I've got some ASIC Super Blast. Incredible shoe. Honestly, the best mileage shoe I've worn in a long time. It's, Interesting. What, type, what is it? Just it, a you sort of classic heavy, heavy no, run shoe? No, it's not heavy. It's light, but it, it's not got a carbon plate, but it's got, I want to say, they're super foam. So it's almost like okay. what I would want the peg turbo to be. But it's in a lot, it is almost like a mileage shoe feel, but it's still quite responsive. I can't really describe it. It's, I've the, the years that I've tried ASICs, I've always hated them because they've always been really, really firm for me. This isn't, this is just feels good. Um, so I really, I've run a couple of times in that now and I really rate it. Um, and interesting, I'll go into that now. Let's run, um, have a best overall training shoes. Um, website where they're rated by people and i've heard about super blast from a number of people then i was on this site and it at the moment it's coming out top so it's got 9.2 rating so got, shane you might know the the answer to this how how do they differ to the nova blast it's more it's a step up it's more cushioning yeah okay there's a lot bigger aren't they but are they is it the is it is the foam lighter as well Yes, it's a lighter shoe. It's a it's a really light shoe. But I'm gonna Google it. Interestingly, just got talk about let's run. So they've got about 60 shoes in this ranking. So I said the top one is the the super blast. Do you want to know the bottom three? Boston eleven, which I've got and it's terrible. Pegasus, terrible, agreed. That's the second bottom. Um I wanna say seventh bottom is the peg turbo. Above that is the Infinity Run. Nike aren't doing well, Josh. Let's put it out there. I'm, I'm, I was offending because it depends who's, who's doing the list. Well, well, I think if, if, if my Achilles agreed with the Pegasus, I think the Pegasus is a, a staple shoe for everything. So just back to let's on. Super Blast, Brooks Ghost, Hocker, oh. Bondi 8. The Bondi 8 has got carbon in it, I think, though, now. But anyway, oh, I I just don't think you should be doing an easy runs in carbon shoes. No, no, but that's why Super Blast isn't. Um, I suppose it's not a it's not a recovery run shoe. I I bought some Triumph the other week for that. I've got two pairs of Triumph now. Someone's Triumph. doing well, bloody hell! He's, well, got, he's gone from not buying a pair of shoes in five years to buying two pairs in one week. Got some <laughs> deals in. Do you know what? I was just because wearing. He... I was wearing old pairs of Invincibles and. Um, Pegasus, and I just wasn't enjoying them. And I was like, there must be something better out there for these easy runs. And I just couldn't, like, I was going to a long run, and I was like, the only shoe I feel comfortable in on a long run is an Alpha Fly. I was like, I can't do every run, long run in an Alpha Fly. So, whilst we quickly are on shoes, right? So, I was on the on the Malaga Marathon website, um, uh, uh, yes, last night, just trying to work some bits and bobs out. Press to see the link in the tab. They've got an official trainer. And it 
just looks like an old 4%. Oh, my God. Never heard of it. Yeah, me neither. I don't know what it is. Wow. The, the Health 700, a day to get. How much, Aaron, for you to race in a pair of Health 700 for Malaga? I'm not going to do it. No. No. Talking of different trainers and trying new things, though, I actually have a discount code through work for New Balance. And I've seen the, is it the 1080s? The new 1080 comes out in like 10 days. I'm quite tempted to try that. Andy Davis has uh, has swayed me towards it. I've had some 1080s. I like them. They were good. Yeah. So I'm I'm, going to try them, I think. Yeah. The the 880s on here get a bad review. So 1080s, fine. Um, just back to so this run, I was in um in these new shoes, eleven miles, seven oh threes. Um, about nine miles in, I swallowed whole this. It, it felt like a huge fly, and Josh, I've seen you react to these things. I was dry and heaving. Yeah, that's the worst. And I was outside this like old people's home, and um, this nurse was about to go in, and she was like are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I just, I think I've swallowed some, like some fly. And she was like, do you need me to drive you home? And I, I honestly thought about <laughs> saying yes. Because oh I, I waited for five minutes. I jogged up the hill to where Stanford College is and had to gag. I was gagging again while I was running. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm actually going to run past someone and throw up on them. But it went anyway. So that was, that was Friday. Um, Saturday morning, really was struggling for a bit of motivation to run and try and find somebody to run. So I put it in this group that Josh is also in. Managed to get new dad Sam Price out on a run with me. So we had a bit of dad chat. Um, He wanted to do 90 minutes. That was music to my ears. So I did 12 miles, 7.16s, hour 27. Um, And it just goes so much quicker when you're running with somebody and you're having a chat. Like, you know why he wanted to do 90 minutes as well, don't you? Because he's doing Peter Half. No, he's just had a baby. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good good chat. And he said he'll he'll listen to the podcast again if I mention him. So there's your mention, Sam. Um, so into Sunday. Now, the plan for Sunday was to go to West Pinchbeck 10K. West Pinchbeck for listeners is so spalding middle of the fens this is a way out of spalding so in the middle of the middle of middle of nowhere um it's so bleak is my especially in those conditions it's just a very bleak place to be so the way to describe it aaron is ben heron lives quite close to it (laughs) yeah i didn't want to say that but (laughs) We got there. Um, we had to get there because we had me and James didn't have an entry, so we had to get there for eight thirty to get our on the day entry in, which we we did. Um, and I wanted to do fourteen fifteen miles steady, and the plan was to do this about six fifteen six twenty pace. We ran out to the loop, put some bottles out because Ben had put a table up, and it was so windy, just couldn't couldn't get going and also like it was just honestly i i'd sort of 
was just a bit depressed with it. It just seemed like it was going to be a long old day. But we got just under 14 miles on at 6.44, which 90 minutes done before race. Had a couple of minutes on the start line for people to to ask how fast we were going to run it, which the response was, I have no idea how my legs are going to feel when we start this run. And they probably thought we were sandbagging. But anyway, the gun goes off. James Gelsvorp, who's who's running, who's been running with me and Ben, his marathon pace, goal marathon pace is 5.45. And I said, in the, the ultimate A goal is marathon, goal marathon pace. If we can run that, happy days. He went out about five, probably about five minute mile in for the first four or five hundred meters. He's a, he's a cyclist, so he literally got on the back wheel of the lead bike, and I'm by on the back wheel. He was would have been touching it, so he did that, and then a whole group of people just followed me and Ben. Um, had a listener in there. Um, sorry, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's probably in in the comments somewhere. But he he kind of psyched me out at about a K, to be honest, because his question, and let me just find, where's, where's the comments? Sorry, just let me scroll into the comments. I want to say it is Robert Lindsay. So Robert, he said to me, and I think it was because he was working a little bit hard, but it came out, I'm sure it wasn't aggressive, but it came out quite aggressive. How is this going to help Malaga then? And at 800 metres into a 10K, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, actually. Is this a good idea? Anyway, um, me and Ben were sort of running five, I think like five thirds. I've got the splits here, haven't I? I can just look at the actual splits instead of trying to guess. Um, 5.33 for the first mile. Had a big group, one of which was John Pike. He was in there mixing it like the old days. Um Second mile, 5.34. And then we had a tailwind. And me and Ben started to move clear in this mile. We ran a 5.28. And then from at bang on 5K, you turn left and you go into the wind. And it was tough. Um, and it, there was just me, Ben, and this other guy had tagged onto the back of us. And me and Ben tried to rotate it every 800. And we ran a, a 5.34, 5.37. And then it got to about five and a half miles and I I didn't really want to uh, push it. I thought this pace is fine. I'm happy with this pace. It's not really, I didn't feel too stressed. I was quite enjoying it. I was like, there's no need to race this. And there's this other guy there and I said, why don't you take your turn? Can you take your turn at the front? And he said, he'd try. So we went 5.33 and then probably at about 500 meters to go, I was like, I'm just going to slowly wind this up. Like, not anything ridiculous, but just gradually increase the pace. And Just enough to drop Ben. Um, no, actually, I wanted, to, I wanted to run with Ben. I thought, I just want to see what he's got, because I, I think this should be comfortable for him still. I slowly ramped it up, and you, you take this sharp turn of about 80 metres to go into a road, then you take another sharp turn into the school and I put in this kick just after that first turn so I went into the next sort of right angle bend with too much speed in alpha flies 
and it's like a chicane in the school, you know, like a school drive entrance. It's like a chicane. And I just almost went in. There's a massage tent. I nearly ran into that. I think I clipped the the pole at the side. Ben was banged behind me. He followed me. And I thought we'd drop this guy, but in my peripheral, like go it was just it honestly was like go karting. You'd like go wide and you'd just see this guy slip through on the inside. And there's 20 meters left. There's absolutely nothing you could do. I was like, he's done us here. Fair play. But we 442 pace for the last. It's like a, what is that a 60 69 for the um for the last 400 so wound up a little bit um and you know what i actually enjoyed it i it was because it because i was able to pick it up and hadn't ran too hard in that early section it did give me more confidence like i know it's not goal marathon pace i think goal marathon pace is 525s so it's what eight seconds a mile outside of that but it was windy and we had done 90 minutes before so yeah pretty pleased it was good to be back it's my first race in ages to be honest so it's just good to to not blow up and we we did take some nutrition on board and that seemed to go okay um although going back to morton drinks after not having them for ages they taste horrible now i always you, you do taste. need to get used to it yeah i when i first started drinking them i was like don't taste these these are fine and yeah they the drinks in particular sit a bit heavy on me um i had one of their new gels as well which is bigger but i couldn't get it all down um so i only had half it so so yeah all in all good and then we did like four miles afterwards just out and back nice and slow um straight into the presentation where we got i got 20 quid back so paid for my race entry um it was actually Lynx County champ, Shane. So I got a silver medal at the Lynx County Champs 10K. We're waiting for that one. Actually, I got the the trophy for the second female. So you're, so. you know what you're going to get? You're going to get oh. one of these. Oh yes, Shane's holding up a, a nice laminated um, piece of paper that says bronze medal on it. So. I can't wait for that in the post from Lynx AA. But yeah, um, what did you do, Josh? 78 and a half for the week. Yeah. Before, before what shoes did you wear for that? Oh, so I had a banged up pair of Alpha Flies, the whole thing. And they are hurting my feet. Alpha Flies, one or two? Ones. Okay. I've still got a fresh pair of ones as well. But they've got to the stage. You know when Alpha Flies get to the stage where the, like you, Josh, the, the like, right-hand side of the foam is like almost worn away that you're through to whatever's the next layer of of thing i normally i normally get that after about 50 miles yeah so um yeah it's it's i i i thought about wearing the super blast but i just wasn't convinced that i'd be able to pick up in them i haven't tried them enough so yeah, I couldn't be bothered to change shoes before the start either. I just wanted to go straight into it. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, solid week, less mileage than I'd hoped. Um, I really need to get on top of some, some work busyness and, and some, some life stuff. Um, well, I, I'll say it like I told these boys last week, Jenny's, Jenny's pregnant again and got bad morning sickness. So 
I'm, yeah, like I probably should do, doing a lot of Eliza duties. And Jenny's Jenny went to bed over two hours ago, and we're only at nine nine fifteen. So, um, so does she know who it is yet? Um, <laughs> we think it's the. Um, I would say it's the DPD driver. Solid, nice. He's here the most. <laughs> that or the Amazon guy. Anyway, um, not, the, not the milkman anymore. But Josh, I'll let you go to Strava leaderboard now. Thank you. <clears throat> and by the way, these two were ecstatic for me. As I, <laughs> and the first word I said was commiserations. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Oh, you might have to do it actually, Aaron, because I'm on my phone and you can't get the last week. Yeah. I. So we'll go Jake Barraclough was top 132, Phil Sessman 114, and John McKeo 112. Um, Honourable mention for Shane Robinson this week. He's probably the highest I've seen him. He was about 35th. And then me and, Josh, me and Josh were down in 48th and 49th. Josh, who else ran 78 miles last week? Andrew Davis. We are in good oh, company. Absolute legend. Um, but we were both quicker than him, average pace, so. I mean that that does not surprise me. Goes to shows that who's who's the better marathon. It, so the, actually, the reverse of our marathon PBs is our average pace. <laughs> um, then, sorry, I I thought you'd done the research, so I'm just as always just scrolling through. There's a Lara Bromelo is 82 miles. I think Lara has it. Um, Jade Morgan, 79. I'm surprised Ruth Jones hasn't featured. Oh, she is 74 and a half. So I think that's it. Adam Sutton. That can't be the Adam Sutton of old. He can't be still knocking out. His Achilles could never take 75 miles. Can't be him. Um, but yeah, that's Strava leaderboard, people. Um, we'll skip list of questions because we've been banging on for ages. Um should we go to some news quickly? World running champs in Riga. Either of you ta- catch any of this action last weekend? I um I watched it after the half. So yeah, I I I didn't see much of it live, but I did um did go back and watch it. So let's start with the men's mile, which was probably the highlight from a a British yeah. perspective out in out in Riga in Latvia. Um, so. Callum Elson took a, a silver in 3.56, started over 3.56, over 3.56.41. And he was just beat by Hobbs Kessler. What says in a new world record of 3.56.13? Is it, there must have been a, a mile. So basically, yeah. it's, just, it's never been registered as a distance for a world record. Mm. It by, only got registered like, was it, was it by last year last or this year? year? So Fifth yeah. Avenue Mile doesn't count. Well, it did. I think it did this year or the last time. Yeah. There's there's one decent race that's been on there, and then since since that, that's the next fastest. So, did you watch this one? Did it go to? Was it? Yeah, close? it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I was really close. Yeah, yeah. They were like probably seven or eight abreast with four hundred to go. Yeah, it was a good. Good one to watch. Callum and it's only and it's only a mile, so you can't lose concentration. 
Mm. Yeah, I just want to. I'd say give Callum some some credit. I mean, That's yeah, unreal. the fields weren't ridiculously strong. You know, a lot of the track guys didn't didn't come out and run. You know, but but some of them did. But you know, for Callum, who's only been in the sport a handful of years, what I first saw him running just after COVID at Leeds. So what's that? Three four years. It's a pretty good progression and he seems just to be getting quicker and quicker and um yeah give him a give him a follow on instagram is he still the distance project yeah he is. yeah i think so and, yeah. and i think he, he doesn't run bad does he he's consistent he's cons- and yeah. i've been following him a lot over summer and he's actually done I'm, I'm paraphrasing but i think he's done less mileage than what he's done in the past um he's found he's always on about find a balance that works for you don't just do runs for the sake of it and yeah it's it's definitely working for him across across the middle distances because he's ran well from 800 all the way through to to 5k isn't he this year so um so yeah um that was the men's mile so i'm just pausing hull haven't been given a penalty ipswich three luck um women's women's mile um, from a British perspective, Sarah McDonald was back in a, a GB vest. She finished 16th in 4.40. Um, so I don't think she would have been overly, overly pleased with that performance. But I think she was just pleased to be back on the back representing. Um, now, this saw the biggest surprise of the day is Daribi Welteji. Um, one in 4.20 beating Faith Kip Yegon, who finished third. Um, did, did you watch this one? Yeah, I mean, Faith just went, she tried to break everyone. I mean, she ran two out herself. And uh, she, why, probably why you, the first, sorry. Why do you think she, if she tried to break, you know, 420, that's going through 1500 and what, 402, three? 403, probably. Yeah, on the road though, no pacemaker. Yeah, but she's had no pacemakers on the track and she can if you said to her on the track go run three fifty five on your own well, I mean she's done it at the end of a five K, isn't she? So well, and everybody seems to run far um, so maybe maybe the super shoes don't have as much effect, maybe for I don't know what she was wearing for the mile. Uh I think she was wearing a vapor vibe. Oh she was. I yeah. think so. Um anyway. Um, what else do we go to next? The five Ks. So, women's five K. Verity Ockerden was um in action for the Brits. She ran fifteen eighteen to finish eighth and improve her PB by eight seconds. Um, that race was won by Beatrice Chabet in fourteen thirty five, and on the men's side, Scott Beatty um finished ninth in thirteen thirty two, and that's a another decent result. Scott Beatty's come yeah. back from the States and is running phenomenally well. So I think he's going to have a, a strong winter in whatever he does. Um, Hagos, Gebri Wett took the win in 12.59 in that one. Half marathon was um, the last race of the day. And the women's, we saw two Brits finish inside the top 10. Uh, Callie Fackeray finished seventh in 68.56, which is a new PB. Um, and then Sam Harrison crossed across the finishing ninth in 
I think the team secured a bronze medal in that one. Um, who took the win? We got. Chichicha. Was it? I, don't, I haven't got that written down for some reason. Um, on the men's side, Mohammed Mohammed was leading Brit, twenty seventh in sixty one thirty three. Uh, Jack Rowe uh, was six seconds back in thirtieth, which highlights the depth. You know, in that men's race, it was pretty condensed between sixty and sixty two minutes. Um, Johnny Johnny Mello was ran a PB, he ran inside sixty two for the first time, sixty one fifty nine. He's just become a new dad, so showing that it can still be done for us dads out there. He finished thirty fourth in sixty one fifty nine. Um, race was won by Sebastian Saw in fifty nine ten. So was it a looped quick course then with those times? No, I don't. I don't think it was a loop. I mean, I didn't really see a map, but it didn't look like a loop. Um, the the women's race actually was quite interesting because Sam and Callie were in that group for a good forty minutes in the league group, and then there was a bit of an injection, and Sam sort of got dropped, and then Callie got dropped. Um, the men's race was a bit more fast from the start. Um, but yeah, no, it's good, good, good races to watch actually, especially the half, the men's half marathon. The guy that won got caught. Uh, he caught the leader in the finishing shoot, uh, or maybe like a hundred meters out from it. So that was quite good. Um, so yeah, no, I think um, I think the Brits ran. I don't think any of them ran badly. I think they all ran pretty well. Yeah, and some are really good. When you when you look at the positions, like Scott Beatty, um, like Callie Sam, um, I mean Callum. They're top ten in the world. Some of these guys, like Scott, was a bit further back, but they're bloody competitive. Mm. No, I think it's a good event that I think will grow in the future as well. It seems it, it's nice to condense it and throw a bit of spotlight on on road running as its own own thing because they they had the the half at the World Athletics Champs and it just seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Place to have a half marathon at a track games. So yeah, so yeah, I think it will will go from strength to strength. Um, Cardiff half. Josh was out on the road watching this year's edition. Saw Mister Work Fakir take the win in the women's in sixty eight thirteen, and Vincent Mutai in the men's sixty thirty five. Um, those two tight, well, particularly the men's, seem a little bit slower than it has been in a few years. What were the conditions like out on the Whatever it's called. Do you want my, do you want my opinion? Do you want I want your opinion. opinion. Your opinion first. Um, I don't think it could have been better, to be real honest. It was a little, little bit humid, but I don't think anything that would affect performance. So I, I literally ran the route before and it was there was no wind. Uh, it wasn't too hot. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. There was some, some good performance. Mad, Maddie's telling me it was too hot. But she was probably running too hard in a crop top. <laughs> Did she go out in sub fives like you would? She would have been on a limit from the start. Anyway, for the Brits, I think the first British man home was Paolo Sorafel, 64.35. Um, yeah. And then women's, I think Sonia Samuels was first Brit home in 72.35. Um, yes. Beth Kidger second, Anna Brace Girdle third on the men's, uh, Moarden second, Brit twelfth overall, and Sean Hogan the third Brit. Um, 
One thing I'm going to add to this is that there was a guy, he finished in approximately 68 minutes uh, called Sean, Sean, Sean Davis. And it turns out he's a serial GP, I don't know what you'd call it, a GPX file doper. Yeah. So basically, he um, a lot. It's been going pinging around a lot of WhatsApp chats of him today and yesterday. But basically, he um, he's there's no evidence of him going from about 10k to the finish. So there's a photo of him at 10k in like a 36, 37 minute group, and then he vanishes. He's on no photography until the finish. And I actually remember seeing him at 13 miles, and I probably get cancelled for saying this, but. He didn't look like he should be there. You know when like someone someone running at that pace was generally Was he running twenty seven and a half minute pace though at that point? Because that's what he needed to do, wasn't it? For Precisely. That exactly. That's what I mean. He he did not look like he was running the pace he should be to go there. And he's finished just behind or just in front of Adam Bull. Um so that's one thing the big so some people would say are you being cynical what we noticed or what someone noticed is he uploaded last year's course onto strava so the course was very slightly different this year it went around the back of the millennium oh i can't remember what the building is millennium say where the like the politics happens um Uh, yeah and this year it went around the front yeah that thing um and then people did a little bit more research. So, you know, the relays I did the other day. I've seen it on another WhatsApp group. Yeah. So he's come in in about 20 seconds slower than what I ran. But again, he if you look at his splits and if you actually go on the um, Strava flybys, he was on the hill about a K in when everyone else was still on the start line. <laughs> That's a team, so, team competition, right? So yeah, his club he was running for. Did they? They've been defending him all day, and then again, I'll probably get cancelled for saying this, but the the classic reply is, "We need to look out for his well being." It's like you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Yeah, I, I mean, especially there's one thing doing it in an individual event, but when you're doing it in a team event as well, then people yeah. are gonna. I mean, I mean cheating. What what I would say is he's very good at cheating. I know he's thorough. He's done as well. If it's only been picked up now, like yeah. that, that probably the relays probably isn't the first one either. No, and his like his girlfriend has posted on Instagram. How, oh, sorry, on Facebook, how proud she is, all the the commitment, the dedication. If she doesn't know, I mean, what a knob he is. He did it. He did an interview, didn't he, on BBC Wales? Yeah, after yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, I just think I wasn't going to expose his name, but I thought oh, I it. Well, I think it will be public knowledge soon enough. Like it'll be picked up on. Um, but yeah, um, let's just rattle through a quick couple more results. Um, Scottish great run. Natasha Phillips took the win um, in seventy-two thirteen. She's the European and British under twenty record holder. Um, she was seven minutes clear in that. And on the men's side, Jamie Crow took the win in 64.50. There was a 10K, Lily Partridge, um, again, just outside 33 minutes, 33.08. I think she put on Instagram, she's got a world record for the most 33-minute 10Ks. Um, And Lewis Hannigan took the win in the men's in 31.27. And then for Josh, 
Um, actually, I've got two more races. 10K, nuts for 10K. A uh, couple of uh, senior Hawkins athletes. Jess Piazeki took the win, 33.07. And in the men's, Callum Hawkins took the win in 29.45. He's building up to Valencia, so it'd be good to see his return to form and, and hopefully, yeah, see him back under 210 very soon. Um, Honourable mention to Andy Davies, who is second in that race in 31.07. Last race, uh, Jarrow 10K. Callum Johnson took the win here in 29.31. He was a minute clear of Joe Armstrong. And in the women's, Sophie Pickett took the win in 35.29, a similar margin ahead of Jasmine Wood. And that is it, boys. Um, yeah, gone on a bit of time this evening. So what's like the plans over the next seven days? Shane, I might be coming to see you tomorrow if we can organise ourselves. We shall do second. that before we finish. Yeah, we'll try and arrange that. Um, what's Aaron, your... what are you doing on Sunday, run-wise? Um, easy. I'm, I'm either in Peterborough. I'm running long on Saturday, I believe. But I, depending on what you're doing, I could be persuaded to join for some of it. I need to find out what I'm doing first of all. Uh, I'll I'll be ha- I'll have eighteen. Yeah, I don't mind joining you for like thirteen, maybe at you know six twenties. Yeah, perfect. Um, depends how fast I run on Saturday. <laughs> Anything else? happening in your lives next week or are we done um no i think that's it for me i've got a wedding to navigate on saturday last last one of the season yeah so me and shane have got 10 weeks now to to malaga so serious business and i think there's been a little bit of a a realization that paces on paper are looking quite intimidating so I'm going to try and avoid looking at those for a few weeks and hopefully by the time I next look at them I'm a bit more comfortable with them um, yeah but yeah that's it boys anyway we'll chat again next week ciao that's all good see you later